0: Welcome to the Snomish County Young Democrats podcast. For our second endorsement interview, we have Rebecca Wolf running for PUD commissioner in District 1, Commissioner 2. My name is Lewis Harris. I'm the chair of the Snomish County Young Democrats. We have to my left, Mr. Kevin Fan, Vice Chair of the Snomish County Young Democrats and chair of the endorsements committee. And we are here with Miss Rebecca Wolf, who is running for PUD commissioner. So I have a I have kind of a starter question because uh-huh. with endorsements, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the folks that get the lot of the attention are people running for legislative positions mm-hmm. or council positions. The PUD commissioner is actually a really important position. Can you get just kind of tell the listeners about mm-hmm. um, what the duties of the position you're running for are? Mm-hmm. And um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, um, well, they have a mission statement, but the roles of a commissioner are to make sure that energy is reliable, that when we need energy, we will have it. And so that gets complicated because you have to make sure you're balancing what they call the grid. And there's a new book out called The Grid, very interesting. So we have to balance the grid and we have to keep the rates affordable and fair. And we do that through special programs, you know, for uh, disadvantaged people who can't afford their bills. Um, But the role is to make it fair and affordable and uh, available on demand. And personally, I think that part of the role is to be democratic and to provide transparency to the ratepayers because it's a public utility and not to do things behind closed doors and then tell the, tell the public what you're doing. You should invite the public in and, for example, with the recent hiring of the general manager, I wasn't against him as a person, but I was against the process because I felt that it was not very open and the timing was all wrong to hire him when there are two positions open and to hire him before the election. Mm. And in January, we could possibly conceivably have two new uh, commissioners out of three. Mm. And they're not – they could have waited until January. They've had um, temporary temporary, um, business managers or general managers in the past who have been in that job for longer, much longer than – six months, which uh, Ann Spangler has been in. She's the attorney. She's the lead counsel for the PD. But the roles are to meet regularly. And uh, for me, my role, I think, is to learn a lot, to have meetings, go to conferences, learn from all the organizations like the ACEEE, which is the American Council for Energy. Efficiency and I forget what all the letters are but it's an energy efficiency association And i'm very excited to get more involved with them because energy efficiency is really important
0: agreed agreed So what do you think qualifies you most for this position? And I know that was a question on your questionnaire, but we want to make sure that the listeners know that too
1: I don't think it's just one thing Mm -hmm. I think my life experiences Uh, Coming, well, from a family of five, I was the first to go to college, um, and one sister and one brother also went, but they did not finish, unfortunately. So just coming out of a family that lost everything in a hurricane, I mean everything, Mm -hmm. and being in situational poverty for a while and knowing what that's like Mm -hmm. and how many people in this 2,200 square mile territory. Are in a similar position not that they've been through a hurricane but they just you know they cannot afford to pay their bills and if they're on uh, life sustaining equipment that's really an issue and so they really cannot um, afford to pay their bills and and they can't afford to buy generators which where I live a lot of people it's I'm next to an affluent neighborhood and when the powers out in Woodway We're connected with the Woodway power system, and the power's out for days and days sometimes. And these people seem to have generators, which are really noisy, and they use fossil fuels. But um, what prepares me is my background, my experience, the fact that I went through college, got a BA, a master's, and then after years of teaching and discovering that I really felt that I had something to offer to teachers. So I went back and got a PhD because um, I just, uh, really like for teachers to do the best that they can for their students and so I went back and went to Gonzaga and got a PhD in organizational leadership with a focus in education but we had quite a few courses about organizational leadership we had quantitative analysis qualitative analysis um, and then many leadership classes you know like communication and leadership history and leadership um, Economics and leadership and so whatever your focus was you could choose so those those kinds of choices and those kinds And then I started a nonprofit school mm. In Spokane so that anybody who wanted to learn Another language could come and get a really effective education. I started it. I ran it. I did all of the PR all the promotion and all of the mag- management of the budget and the organizing of the finances and all of that and we were very very successful and then I turned it over to someone else when I moved out to the San Juan Islands in 1990 okay so but then I went back to school in 2015 after I had worked on a lot of environmental projects with the Sierra Club I went back to school I signed up for a wonderful program called environmental law and policy with Vermont law school and they're number one in the US. Sometimes they tie with Lewis and Clark, but Lewis and Clark doesn't have a distance program and Vermont Law School does. So I signed up for that and did it nonstop for 18 months and I really loved it. And I got really much uh, more deeply into natural resources law, energy law, government, um, learning all about the agencies Mm -hmm. in the government Mostly at the federal level, but they, they have parallels at the state level, mm-hmm. these agencies, like the EPA has the Department of Ecology here, mm-hmm. and so forth. So. Um, and then uh, finally, because I'm, I'm getting long-winded, but in 2006, I worked really hard to get Initiative 937 passed for clean air, cleaner air, and new jobs, and more um, renewable energy. And that law required our state to get at least 15% clean and renewable, new is a key word, new clean and renewable energy, uh, 15% by 2020. Mm-hmm. So now we have um, Initiative 1631, which is kind of a sequel to that story. I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's really um, has much of the same elements or many of the same elements. But it also places a fee, uh, a fee, yeah, not a tax, a fee on the worst polluters. So I'm definitely supporting that. And so all, and just working on water projects and stopping five water bottling plants over the years, and mostly 2010 and 2011. um, Trying to get people off of plastics in these water bottling, you know, the more (laughs) the marketing around that is just horrible and so I mm-hmm. always carry my own filtered water I don't Great. use bottled water at all yeah. um, but I know that sometimes it's necessary if you have an emergency or you're in a war zone or something like that mm-hmm. but we do need to we need to rethink our personal choices like buying bottled water where the, where the plastics mm-hmm. end up and just working on projects like that and trying to save um, Wallace Falls the there was a clear-cut plan by the Department of Natural Resources, and I worked hard with the Sierra Club's National Forest and State Forest Committee to try to stop that. And we've made some progress. It's not completely stopped, but at least it's going to be cut – the The trees are going to be cut in more suitable places, not right beside the falls, right. not right beside the State park. So I've worked on a lot of things, and then the dam that they were going to build at Sunset Falls on the Skykomish was a horrible project Mm. and I could tell you a whole story about that but I won't but I got involved with people up in the Skykomish Valley who were working because they were smart they did their research, they read all the All the information that the the SNOPUD, Snohomish PUD was sending to the FERC, which is the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, Mm. I was reading all that documentation, reading what the FERC was sending back, and following it very closely, and that's when I really had my eyes opened about this PUD, Mm. starting um, about, what was it, six years ago, about 2012 and we worked together to stop that dam. And finally, working with the Tulalips, Mm -hmm. who did not want that dam because it's harmful to fish, Mm -hmm. and they really want to protect their fish population. So anyway, PUD dropped it probably because of the Tulalips pulling out of it. And so just one thing after another, I'm just passionate about energy and natural resources and, and doing things properly. In government that's why I say good governance I'm for good governance good energy and water and good jobs and I definitely support the workers who are going to get the jobs when we do more energy efficiency and more new renewables
0: great what do you think about i 1631 you obviously support it but are there any like specifics about it that you really yeah
1: I know people are critical of it saying that um, it um, let some of the wor- some of the biggest polluters off the hook. I haven't studied it closely on that point, but I think because the legislature can do anything they want really, that could be changed. They can amend the, amend the law if it passes, they can amend it to you know change some of the um, ideas about where the money's going to go. And I'm hoping a lot of it will go to energy efficiency. I think part of my job as a commissioner, if I'm elected, is to persuade the legislature that that's where they should be putting a lot of their investment, is to energy efficiency. And we need to keep doing renewables, but the more important thing right now is energy efficiency.
0: So you mentioned that it's – that you're interested in renewables and supporting renewables. Are you familiar with the tax incentives that people get for installing efficient heating systems or renewable energy systems on their home? Um, What do you think about those incentives, and what do you – what would you advocate for if you were elected?
1: Well, the people I've talked with who have solar, for instance, solar uh, panels on their homes. Apparently, the incentives are going away for new investors, for new people who want to put them on their homes. And this is an issue I want to find out a lot more about, but power that was coming off the panels and going either into the grid or into storage when they had excess, um, the money that was paid back to people Mm -hmm. was going through, I think, the Secretary of State or some State Department at the state level. And now it's they're working with um, the Cougars um, Pullman. That's right. WSU. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that I do not know yet how that is going to work, and I have made a contact at the Snohomish PUD, who knows a lot about that, Mm -hmm. and she's been on vacation this last week. But I'm going to be meeting with her and trying to get a better picture of how that's going to work, because if I were on the commission instead of wasting 70 million dollars, which is what they've done on new low power um, dams, Mm. instead of those 70 million dollars, we could be offering incentives of our own. They don't have to all be state and federal. We could have our own incentive programs. Mm. And instead, they've built a microgrid, and they're encouraging people to just buy shares in it, which is better than nothing, Mm -hmm. but it's it's kind of an experiment, and it's not gonna contribute that much maybe one megawatt, Um, I guess per year. I heard one, last night I heard one megawatt. Okay,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. Do you know anything about that program?
0: The microgrid program Mm -hmm. Um, me personally i do not Mm -hmm. i am familiar with net metering and Mm -hmm. the wsu authority on policy for for yeah i think heat
1: pumps are Mm -hmm. really important and i think pud does have some good discount programs for those some good Mm -hmm. incentives for those and i would encourage those and any of the newer equipment that is going to be lower power Mm -hmm. anything we can do for energy efficiency would be good and wish I were eligible or in a good place for solar mm-hmm. but I live in a kind of a forested area on a creek yep. and the creek needs the trees for the shade for the fish you know so um, I don't know I as they improve those I might my property is not big enough to put one out away from the house it's mm-hmm. kind of on the street so mm-hmm. but you know I do support it very mm-hmm. enthusiastically Great.
0: Yeah. Um, What do you think about liquid natural gas being utilized by the PUD?
1: (laughs) That means fracking, of course. I do not like it. I oppose it. I think we can do better. They're not doing serious energy efficiency yet. They have 10 really big um, customers, starting with Boeing, number one. They could do so much there on energy efficiency, and they could put solar panels on a lot of their factories. Why not? Mm. I don't like. I stopped. I not single-handedly. I worked with some people from Oregon and southwestern Washington in, through the Sierra Club to stop a liquefied natural gas uh, terminal. So that was that was gosh when about? It was when D- D- uh, Governor Gregoire was governor. Mm. What's that like? I don't know, four governors back yeah, or so. Probably. But anyway. There was a company, and I forget the name right now, but they, okay, so they were getting gas in countries where people were at risk from the processing of that. Some of the Asian countries and and I think Russia and distant countries, they were getting the gas and cooling it and then shipping it, which is terrible for the environment, all that shipping, and then they were going to bring it. Into the Columbia River at Astoria and go upstream to um, uh, what's it called, Puget Island area, and and offload that um, cooled liquidified natural gas, and then it was going to be heated up and sent through pipelines. And we, oh, I tell you, we had so many people fighting that because of the pipelines that would have, they would have. Um, they would have used eminent domain to put these pipelines through farmland down in Oregon and and up through southwestern Washington. It was a terrible idea, and it was really hard to get it stopped. And the only thing that stopped it really, I think, was the politics, because the people in southwestern Washington, Governor Gregoire was running for re-election, and after she had done nothing for a year and a half or two years maybe three somebody said or one of the representatives mr. Um, taco t-a-k-k-o he okay. said to her if you don't get down here you're gonna lose southwestern Washington in your reelection and next thing we knew we had a meeting and she got really serious about it and she found a loophole in their application or something mm. her um, attorney general did so that we stopped it just by challenging the application or something in the design Mm -hmm. documents. So we stopped it. And I do not want that one in Tacoma, Mm -hmm. that um, No, no, it would be terrible. Mm -hmm. And people are saying, oh, it'll just be temporary. Mm -hmm. Don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Once they get that multi, maybe built, I don't know how much, multi-million or billion-dollar plant built, it's not going to go away. Mm It's going to do harm to wildlife there, to fish, to the air, to the people. Mm-hmm. No.
0: Okay. <laughs> awesome. Do you have any like closing statements for voters or listeners about your candidacy, the position, and your hopes for the future?
1: Sure. Um, you asked me at the beginning what is the role of the PUD. I'd like to say why I think the PUD vote is so important. First of all, children and Future children need a a planet that is survivable, needs to be resilient, and already we're at 409, 409 parts per million of carbon in the atmosphere, and 350 is supposed to be at the, you know, that's supposed to be as far as we should go. But it's already in the pipeline, so we know we're not going to be able to totally fix it, but if we don't start immediately, that's why I support 1631, we can't delay Young people um, are fighting the US government on this issue. Our Children's Trust is working hard to get the US government to create a plan for a more livable atmosphere, mainly about air. So the PUD, whether they're public or whether they're private, they all have a public trust duty to protect the people and the planet. And to act in the public interest not the private interest and so in this case the outgoing incumbent whom we defeated is a very successful businesswoman Um, I don't know for sure but I've heard that she doesn't really believe in climate warming yeah it's shocking to hear that I mean I can't speak for her but that that's the word on the street and So, and that, and her policies have reflected that. So the policies that are enacted by the commissioners, with the guidance of the general manager and the staff people who are engineers and statisticians and wildlife biologists, fish biologists, they have a 1,000 employees. And a lot of those, of course, are out there on the streets as linemen and doing other physical physically dangerous jobs but just in that office and in the offices that are owned by the PUD we have some very smart people and they know we have climate warming and they they have they're smart and they can help us solve problems and rather than dictating i think we should consult with them we should go into their offices and sit down and you know say tell me more about this How is that going to work? Well, what about that? You know, just ask a lot of questions and challenge the status quo. The status quo has just been more hydro, and we can't depend on that endlessly. We already have a lot. We're at 90% or 88, 90% hydroelectric power. And a lot of that we buy through the Bonneville Power Administration, the BPA. And we are the largest customer of the BPA power, And most of that comes right off the Columbia River and the four lower Snake River dams, which are keeping the Chinook from going up to spawn. Those dams are really hurting our Chinook populations, which is wiping out the orca. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel really strongly about this job, and I feel like that so many things are converging right now that have prepared me for this. I know a lot. I think I know more than my opponent about what goes on at the PUD. He is also a successful business person and drives a beautiful Jaguar, <laughs> you know. I want a Tesla. <laughs> but, you know, he um, he's all for profit and this is a non-profit organization, not-for-profit organization. And so I just think he's smart. He is good with numbers, but we do have good staff to help us understand these numbers and all of these, all the rate setting, which is complicated, and the budgeting, which is complicated. I just sat through a PowerPoint yesterday about the budget that's coming up that they're gonna have to approve in December, I guess. They're gonna have about four meetings and I'll be at all of those to learn more about the budgeting and to raise questions if I think they need to be raised. So I just think I'm much better prepared than my opponent. And um, there, uh, one thing people need to know, it's really important, that this year it's unusual that we have two seats open and both of us, um, both districts one and two will be on the ballot. So people can vote for Either me or my opponent, or they can vote for Mary Rollins or the incumbent, Sid Logan. And the thing that troubles me about um, the incumbent who is seeking to be uh, re elected or retained is that he voted for the premature hiring of a new general manager before the election. And if he didn't, if he really wanted to, challenge the status quo, he could have just declined or abstained, it still would have passed with the other two. Just on principle, mm-hmm. if I'd been on that commission and I really felt that it was a bad it was a bad timing to hire a new general manager, I would have abstained or voted against. Okay. So you know it's just you can say one thing, but your actions really do speak more loudly than words.
0: Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Rebecca, you can go to wolfforgoodenergypud.com. That's wolfforgoodenergypud.com. Please let us know if you like the new content and
1: remember to vote on November 6th.